for men. Men with a dream and savage yearning within them. Legions compelled by passion that knows no boundary. A consuming flame that defies plausible explanation. Battling the forces of domestication, they find the courage to band together to experience the awesome power of I say this with all due Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! broadcast of the masculine feminist has been commandeered by the secret society no man gonna go to a place where i get a shot in a beer steak man saying we can stop get pancakes and then we'll get laid all right why do you drink ice cold beer on the hot mr clavin what else are you gonna do with it to alcohol the cause of and solution to all of life's problems Cave Crew Radio. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cave Crew Radio, live from parts unknown, weighing in at 45 stones. My name is DK. And I got to, before I go to anybody, tell you a couple things. I was getting right into the intro tonight, and I, I, you know, and he says, hey, the alcohol and all the world's problems. Held it up, threw my headphones right off my head. Didn't think I was going to get back in time. Shortly before we were just doing some chit-chatting, before we got on air, I got up to go take a piss. My foot was asleep, and I think I twisted my ankle. Not my night tonight, folks. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It is Cave Crew Radio. We are here live with you like we are every Thursday. And uh, let's go see what's going on on the other half of North America. You know, I should actually learn that one day. Play instead of you playing it, I'll play it here. Play it live. Yes. I should play it live. I should learn it and play it live. Uh, yeah, speaking of live, I am Sir Big B live uh, from Queens, New York. And uh, I'm very excited. I have a brand new bottle of peach brandy. For those of you who weren't with us last week or, or didn't think of yeah. it as an important moment that happened in the show, Big B ran out of his peach brandy about halfway during the show. It was a catastrophe. And so, I, I can't live without peach brandy on uh, Cave Crew Radio. So not only did I have to go out and get N bottle, I got two bottles. Nice. You're not going to so, finish uh, those tonight, though. No, of course not. Oh, okay. No, but this is this year's count. Remember last year we were counting right. how many bottles of whiskey we went through from uh, the other show. This year it is how many bottles of peach brandy I myself am going to go through. Uh just on this show. 
and we're the count is one. Count is one. But we didn't start in January. So what is the anniversary actually? It would have been uh, March, right? Well, no, that's when it finished. No, no. I don't. Remember. Oh yeah, it was March so last month. Drinking the pee- I got the uh, maybe February. Okay, well that's February. not bad. I'd be done it on a weekend. But salute. But I'm I'm exclusively drinking these bottles just during our show. Right. I'm not drinking it at any other point. So these are just Cave Crew Radio bottles of peach brandy. You we'll you see have, how many I go through by the end of the year. You have much more discipline than I do. Well, I have an entire bar filled with other alcohol right over there. True. You um, are actually, the I could probably show you. Uh, yeah, you see that right there? Yeah. There's an entire bar full of Beautiful. Alcohol. I'd sleep down there at night. Uh, I could. I have a leather futon-esque couch. It's a couch that you know, folds down, and I can sleep on it. So, so I bef- can sleep down here if I really wanted to. But before we bring in uh, our friend, if I was to come visit you, would this be where I would I would get to crash? Um. You could you would have the choice of sleeping down here or sleeping upstairs on the couches that recline. Yeah. But you'd have to sleep with the dogs. I, I love dogs. I absolutely love dogs. I love them better than humans. Well, th- you would have your choice then. You could sleep upstairs on the couch with the, with, uh, the three dogs or down here with the bottles of alcohol. Excellent. I, I prefer, well, you can't, the dogs won't come downstairs. No, they will not. Right. I, I don't allow them. I don't allow any animals in here. But of course, while everyone was asleep, I could run downstairs, do a shot, run back up with the dogs. You certainly could. Oh, I, I, my I a, God. This is better I, than Disney World. I have a wide range of shot glasses. I have a wide range of, wide range of alcohol. I got a fridge next to me that's filled with beer. I have all your needs. Whatever you need, I have. Oh, my Lord. New York City it is. I see Stu, Stu uh, before we bring him, officially bring him in, I'm looking at him. He's got this huge ear-to-ear smile. Yes. He's already making plans. Yes. Well, I didn't, I mean, I always made sure we had beer, but I didn't have a, you know, a, a full-flown bar ready for him. Oh, I have, I have, I have a wide variety of alcohol, too, between tequila, vodka, whiskey, he, scotch. He'd end, he'd end up back in England, uh, whatever their equivalent of the twelve-step program is. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of England, uh, I, I, I do believe I hear. Well, I can see London. I think I hear him calling, though. Is London there? Hello, everyone. This is Choo Choo. You do hear London calling. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, internet land. It's just Choo Choo Stew. Sure. Choo Choo Stew. Power. Cut that. I gotta cut that back. It's a little bit too long. What's going on in London these days? Well, the reason I've got a smile on my face is because uh, I was just thinking you could have the dogs and I'll have that uh, leather foot on if you don't mind. Now, and I, I, have, I disagree. I, I, bucket list. I disagree. <clears throat> Big B, I, I have to tell you a story. When, when Stu was here, he was FaceTiming the family back in England on a regular basis, which I don't blame him for doing. Right. 
but he had the dogs in them. Look at the dogs, he'd say. Aren't 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 these dogs cute? But I think I think you you answered your own inquiry. Um, you don't have a full fully stocked bar. Yes. That's that's the reason. True. Yeah. True. But getting back to my bucket list, uh, which is travel to New York and sit in on a Metal Thunder radio and do a live cave crew radio from New York. That way, and I would love to. I've told my wife, I have never, I have traveled a lot of places, and it's a lot closer for me than it is for you. But I bet you the flight's just as much money. But uh, New York City. Uh, just to meet everybody, but just to see. And I mean, we drive Big B nuts, though, because we'd be, can we go see this? Oh, fuck, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Sit, let's let's can, sit can at the bar right here. Manhattan? Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, and, uh, to be honest, I was looking at flights this week. Well, not for this week, but I was, I've been looking at flights for uh, September. So, mm. uh, you never know. You might get a knock on the door one Tuesday night. <coughs> just, just let, just let me know a little bit beforehand, yeah. So I can prepare. Yeah, you got, you got to be. Uh, okay. I will say he's an excellent house guest, so he's. A, he's I'm a, sure he is, but I just can't. You know, sitting in my house one day with the fucking dogs running around, the 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 kids running <laughs> around, my my wife going crazy, doing whatever, and all of a sudden, yeah. stew. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Good day. Hi. Cheerio. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> but I've got to tell you this little story because I was in shock just like a couple of hours ago. I've, apart from, uh, well, I've, I've been on a shopping trip with my girls and my wife. And uh, we ended up buying actually three pairs of shoes. Uh, the total cost was... I think it was three hundred and thirty pounds, something fuck. like that. So I the was shoes? like, I'd already, yeah, three pairs, three pairs of shoes, like a pair, a pair of Doctor Martin boots, and two Jesus. pairs of trainers. Because our trainers, our sneakers, are probably like three times the price you pay, like for Nikes or whatever. Nikes over there. I know you'd be surprised. So we'd got in. Yeah, so we'd got into the, got into this big shopping mall. And the shop that I wanted wasn't there. So then they all went off into the shop. So I just went back to the car and just sat in there because I, I just oh, I just feel ill when I get in these places. I, I just don't like them. It's somewhat delighting. So, uh, and, and, and they've the called era. me and they said, yeah, right. We found them. We're going this shop. So we went to the shop, got the stuff and went. On the way home, I said, does anyone fancy like a portion of chips? Yeah, like as in fish and chips. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. A bit of alcohol gone down the wrong way. But. <laughs> Nothing like a belch here in the primetime hour of Cave Crew Radio. No, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, they've all waited in the car. And I said, I'll just run in, just get a portion of chips. We can share and just have a little nibble, you know. And then I saw a cash point up the road. Well, I knew there was a cash point. I thought, well, I'll go and get a few a few quid while I'm there, right? And they've got one of these, like a, a little swinging sign, you know, like an advert sign just about three foot high or something and about two foot wide mm -hmm. just before the cash point. And there was a girl standing right outside the cash point. So as I'm walking up, I can see the sign and behind the sign, I can see this girl who's about 
20 years old, maybe less. And I thought, that's a bit dodgy. She's standing there. Is she using the machine or is she not? And as I walked up to her, I'll see she wasn't using it. And I walked around the A-frame to go and put my card in the machine. I've got my wallet in my hand. And I looked down and there's a girl squatted down doing a piss. (laughs) (laughs) Right outside, I said, you're "You're a fucking animal. I said, you're an Boy, I said, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to, I want to use a machine and you're having, you flooded the place with piss. I, like, I grew up around the area. I mean, if I wanted a piss when I was out, I'd go behind the shops or I'd go over the forest, over the fields. Do you know what I mean? I'll go up by a right. tree, but right, not right. Outside, I'm never, out, never outside a shop or outside a cash point where if there's one place, well, there's two places that people are going to go along this parade of shops. It's either the fish and chip shop or the cash point that's next door. You know, and yeah. yes, yeah, she was there. She was there. I went, oh god, like, oh man, you fucking animal. <laughs> and I got back in the car, and my daughter saying, "Oh, well, she's probably drunk." I was, no, she wasn't drunk. She was just having a piss. Uh, Daryl out in the chat. I, I have to pay attention. I apologize, chat room. There was people naming things they've seen in concert and everything too. But uh, Daryl says, "I thought maybe Stu's smile was so big." Because he was getting serviced under the desk. It did look like that. And and uh, what you what you had just described, Stu. Now, me and my wife were talking, uh, I don't know, last month or whatever it was. We were just going That's over. That's the last uh, time you talked? And, Is that the last time you two spoke? <laughs> well, when, when do you speak to your wife? I mean, come on. I'm married. down here, aren't I? Parts unknown. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, no, but we were talking like a month ago, going over like upcoming concerts and if we wanted to go see anybody and uh, a couple of bands that I listened to, she's like, oh, they're going on tour, but they're all in uh, London. They're either, you know, doing uh, festivals or, you know, just touring in the UK. And uh, she, my wife is like, you should call Stu, go over there, go stay with Stu and go see, go see some, a couple of concerts. So Stu, if I come knocking at your door. This is what I want to yeah. see in the UK. I want to co- I want to go around to the fish and chip shops and see chicks pissing all over the fucking floor. Yes, in, 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 in urine stench alley. In, I want to I want to be amongst the urine stench alley people in the UK. Amongst his constituents, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. This is what I need to see if I come to the UK. You'll see that, and we've got more murders here than the, than New York these days as well. So. You might get into a bit of action there as well. I mean, nice. the, the last two murders, the last two murders that happened uh, over the Easter weekend were one of them was three miles away. Well, and the other one was about three miles away in a slightly different direction. So it's very close to home. And, 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 what was obviously what, because there's there's no guns allowed in in London. Um, what was the way they were murdered? Well, with a, one was a drive-by shooting, an accidental shooting of a 17-year-old girl. Uh-huh. And the other one uh, was a, a, a stabbing, I believe. Amazing. Just an aside. Just, just only to, you would say a person, only a person London, from New York. England does not allow guns, and yet there was a shooting. Mr. Oh, my God, you mean gun-free zones don't work. Mr. My right to bear fucking arms. I'm amazed. Criminals don't follow laws. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought that? <laughs> Fucking asshole. 
assholes. Uh, listen, I, I got some breaking news here. I'm still thinking about that girl uh, peeing on the uh, peeing on the streets, but uh, I want to hear more about that later. But from New York City today, this is this is fresh out of New York City, and and yes, folks, we have a couple sports things tonight. But trust me, they're they're, they're going to have a um, a uh, Cave Crew Radio twist to them. Don't worry about that. But apparently uh, today, Big B, uh, and this was all going on today while I was at work and I was hearing a little bit getting ready for the show, uh, Barclays Center, which is pretty close to you, right? It's not. It's in Brooklyn. It's not too far away. Not too far away. Uh, big UFC 223 this weekend. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid had, had, a, had a flip up. He or not Connor McDavid. McGregor. See, I Connor did it McGregor. again. He's the hockey player. Connor McDavid had a, an absolute flip out, I guess. Connor McGregor had the flip out. McGregor. Am I saying McDavid again? Yes, you are. Okay. I owe you all a buck every time I do that. I, it's hockey on the brain. Anyway, McGregor, uh, apparently uh, there was a big press conference over at the at the, at the Barclays. And um, his, his people, his media people, let him and about 30 thugs in. Uh, to this press conference, because remember, uh, for those of you that don't know much about it, he was supposed to fight, um, and I don't know much about it either, he was supposed to fight uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov or whatever his name is. I have no idea. And he's either suspended or wanted too much money, depending on what camp you listen to. But anyway, there was a bunch of the UFC uh, fighters on a bus, and, and and they were apparently like throwing dollies and chairs and garbage cans, and and um, it broke a window. And uh, competitor, lightweight competitor Michael Chiesa, uh, he suffered multiple lacerations to his face. And then uh, Rose Namajunas, a uh, female featherweight, uh, suffered a very close call and and, and a scare. So apparently, twenty people. Um, the Mac Life guys are his media company, and now Dana White is furious over this, and he has got a, uh, a warrant out for uh, McGregor's uh, to be arrested. And we were talking a little bit about it before we went on air, and I know you're not an MMA guy. I loosely follow it. I, if I can watch it, I do. I have watched a lot in the past. I know, Stu, your son is an aspiring uh, MMA competitor. But I wonder, I, I can't help, and maybe it's the the influencing of the wrestling in my house, but I think it was all a staged media uh, stunt. Well, like I was saying, it's of course it's it's a... It's a it's a media stunt, um, but I don't think it was sanctioned by Dana White or the UFC. Uh, that's more on Conor McGregor and his marketing team and all of that shit. Um, because realistically, Conor Conor McGregor isn't really that great of a fighter. Um, he's got to do stuff to keep him in the limelight to, to keep him, him relevant. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. And I can understand why Dana White would be really pissed because it took a long time for the UFC to get into New York. For the longest time, we were like the last state that allowed 
um, UFC to come in and, and have events here. Really? It was mainly because of the catering unions. So it wasn't even like a safety issue. It was a, it was a union issue. But, you know, you fought, you fight that hard to get into this state. You don't want some dumbass fucking it up for you, giving your, giving you a bad name, giving the legislators something to maybe hold against you when your licensing comes up for renewal. You know, now, see, that's, that's in here. He doesn't want that shit happening. And if you're breaking, if you're breaking windows and, and all this, that's destruction of property. If this was a, uh, a fully staged media event by uh, by the UFC, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to go breaking windows where somebody's getting hurt and somebody has to go to the hospital. One of their other competitors have to go to the hospital. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> this is all because Conor McGregor really isn't that good of a fighter, but has to do all this boastful things and to, you know, extreme things to keep himself relevant and That's he's nuts that was the whole that was the whole floyd mayweather fight too yeah well oh, yeah. i'm gonna go into the boxing ring well and you got your ass kicked you really got your ass handed to you but although I, I i would like to see the tables turned as we we well, were also kind of chat i would like to see mayweather try and get in the octagon and and that's where i would i would say mayweather would, would get his ass handed to him because if you're going from the UFC into the boxing world, you kind of have more of an of advantage if it, if it was the reverse, right? Because you kind of have to box in UFC as well, right? So you have at least some form of boxing training. When you're going from the boxing ring into the, into the UFC cage, like we were saying, you have you know, jujitsu, you have uh, amateur wrestling, you have boxing, you have kickboxing – all these various disciplines that go into UFC fighting. Whereas in just boxers like Floyd Mayweather doesn't have all those disciplines. He's he doesn't boxer. know how to get out of a reverse chokehold. He's right. never yeah, been he's, suplexed he's, he's, he's into boxer. a. Right. So, yeah. so he has a, a bigger disadvantage going into the octagon than uh, Conor McGregor had going into the boxing ring. Yeah. I thought McDavid did but pretty good. When Conor, when Colin McGregor gets arrested in New York and he gets banged up for a month in the prison, um, let's see how he gets hold of a four-man chokehold or whatever it is with uh, one of them taking him up the arse or something. You know? Well, with, with Big Bubba. Well, I can guarantee he's not going to do prison time. But let's speculate on that for a second. So we've got yeah. Floyd Merriweather, mm-hmm. uh, Conor McGregor, yeah. and Big Bubba. And we'll set the realm as the prison. Okay. Uh, who Who's going to win? Big Bubba. Yeah. Without a doubt, Big Bubba wins. There's not a because chance. Because you're in prison You're in prison where there are really no rules. He's going to shank somebody. And the person, the person he doesn't shank, he's going to force to do sexual favors with because he's going to hold the person that he shanked as, look, if you don't do what I tell you, this is what's going to happen to you. So Big Bubba wins. Big Every time. So one guy dies and the other one gets a really sore ass. Exactly. <laughs> Not a very good option. Which would you take, Stu? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what would I take? Would you rather be shanked or fucked up the ass? Oh, you could stab me all day long. You're like, uh, what's that? I'll what's get that in old? the ring, but no, I'll, I'll get in the ring, but no one's getting in my ring. <laughs> I hear you. That, yeah, I'd, I'd probably rather pass too. But uh, 
Anyway, listen, before we go to a quick break and get on to the other stuff, we got some good stuff tonight, by the way, folks. We have, uh, well, I'll talk about it in a minute, but uh, Stu and I, Big B, we're talking about this week, and I don't know if you're getting hit with this with Metal Thunder Radio, but there is a plethora of people out on Facebook right now who are liking our posts and, and they're going into the, fa- the the podcast groups and the radio groups, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, and they're offering uh, to promote. Uh, a few of them have Fiverr accounts. It can be as much as $200 for a week. And they will share your shows for you. Uh, they will promote. They will review. They will, you know, do all this stuff. They have absolutely they're all out of arabia somewhere of course they are but you said Stu, that you've been being traced by them as well yeah yeah i've had uh well i've had numerous follows from turkey on twitter for a start <laughs> uh it's got to be about 35 40 now that have all followed me on, from Turkey for God knows what, and some of them have even messaged me and I don't know what they've said because it's all, you know, well, in, the, all in those scribbly quality. lines and that's, you, you need Google <laughs> translate app. Yeah. But yeah. I've had, I, uh, I'm thinking of myself. Say to me, yeah. So uh, I'm thinking no, of myself. Said, oh, you, you have show, you have show. I promote it. And he, like you say, it's like so many die he started a bit of you know a little bit of chat first like i said hello and how are you yeah good who are you yeah you have show i'll promote and you know 200 dollars and i don't even what is it going to do for 200 dollars? well listen i mean uh before you go that route you're going to try facebook advertising or twitter advertising or you know you're going to go with a decent pr firm that's going to put you in the right market but here we are, guys that are yeah. walking around the desert with camels are offering to share our show for 200 bucks. And, and here's really what it is. is uh, and you're right, on through uh, Metal Thunder Radio, I've, I've seen these people and they've tried to interact with me and I just ignore them. Because all, what it is is you'll have one guy and just as um, – you know, have all we always joke all customer service is in India. Yeah. You know, whenever you call, the, you know, it's just and and you know, at my previous job, you know, that's that's where it was. It was just one company that worked with multitudes of companies that would be their customer service. What this is is you would pay this dude 200 bucks or whatever it is, and he puts your Facebook page through a what's called a click farm. A click farm is it's a few people clicking on your site and liking it hundreds and hundreds of times under different profiles. Right. So it's one person doing it under, you know, Jane Doe, one person doing it under John Doe and so, and so on and so on. And they click like, so it looks like, you know, Oh, all of a sudden I'm getting all these likes on my page. I have 5,000 likes on my page. All of a sudden it all comes from three people that are on a click farm. Right. And you're paying $200 for false for false likes and actually so get not, you get you no listens too like uh you would notice too your likes would spike but then eventually they would drop because uh those uh those uh, f- fake facebook profiles would be found out and would be deleted by facebook so right. then your like would yeah. you know obviously disappear so that's all that that's all it is it's it's a fast way for those guys to make money 
and to make it look like they're doing a whole lot when they're not. So they must have customers. I mean, they don't even speak, they don't even speak proper English. But uh, yeah, of course they have customers because what they show is, you know, oh, I have 300 likes on my little Facebook page. I'm going to, oh, this dude, you know, it seems like he's got a lot of success. All his links that he shows me have thousands and thousands of likes. I'll pay this guy a couple hundred bucks. You pay this guy a couple hundred bucks, him and his cast of three sit there and just click like all day long on different profiles. You go from 300 likes to 1,500 likes in a week. You're like, wow, these guys are doing a whole lot. I'll pay them more. And they just keep, they just continue to do that. It's a scam. It's a, it's almost like that letter you get that that there's a a vault full of money in London, and all you got to do is send them your credit card, and, right. and and it'll be transferred onto your account. Right. The Prince of Nigeria right, is in trouble. Night. He needs it's money. Pointless. It's pointless, isn't it? Really. Yes. Well, you know what? If it was downloads, then it would be a value because you could go to an advertiser and say, look, I've got 50,000 downloads all of a sudden. Right, but it's not. It's it's likes. Right. It's page likes, page views. Anyway, you bastards have been liking my posts that I'm sharing about Cave Career. So if you're actually watching and pretending you're going to know a little bit about the show, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Share it yourself, like the page yourself, do it for free. Fuck you. You're not getting a penny. Nothing from nothing comes nothing. That's right. All right, let's take a uh let's take a very short break here. And um when we return, this is the part I wanted to get to here. When we return. Uh, last week, Big B uh in us, we listened to a segment of a of a erotic podcast and, and big b brought up a subject and i didn't believe it but it's true we're going to talk about it we've got our weird news on the way and uh so much more uh for you folks we love you um thank you for listening to cave crew radio tonight and uh we will be uh we will be right back And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, top of the day. It's good time Sally the Mail Order Sex Doll here. We all know about Cave Crew Radio. But we have some other great shows that are part of the network. Let's take a listen, shall we? Hey, this is Sir Big B. And this is Ron from Metal Thunder Radio Studios. And you're listening to Cave Crew Radio. And you, sir, are a big bag of shit. I hope you fucking die in a fire, you douche. Lick my balls. Well, you guessed it. This is Al the Producer. Join DK and myself every Sunday night. For all the strange stories, entertainment, pop culture, and so much more, we broadcast live on Facebook and CaveCrewRadio.com. So what are you waiting for? Get to the point. The distraction point. A member of the Cave Crew Radio Network. Oy vey, DK, take it away. (laughs) 
Good evening, this is Choo Choo Stew. Do you enjoy discovering new podcasts? Well, you need to get the Pod Factor. That's right, I've got a brand new show, The Podcast Factor. And my goal is to spread the word of some of the best pods from around the globe. Maybe you host a show or have some favourites of your own. But do me a favour and send in a five-minute clip or just point me to it. Send me an email to thepodcastfactor at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Podcast Factor and on the Podcast Factor Facebook page. My show airs right before Cave Crew Radio every Thursday on CaveCrewRadio.com. The Podcast Factor is a proud member of the Cave Crew Radio Network. Are you a fan of the Cave Crew Radio Network? Do you enjoy a good beer? What a coincidence. So do we. We here at the CCR Network are a group of independent shows. And although we enjoy every minute of the work we do, there are endless hours of hard work, not to mention expenses in producing and delivering these shows to you. We've set up a beer fund on the homepage. Would you like to be a partner, a supporter, a member of the cave? Well, how about going over to CaveCrewRadio.com and clicking on the Beer Fund link? Any amount helps. We will love you. Well, we love you already, but we'll love you more. Cheers. All right, we're back, folks. You are listening to Cave Crew Radio right here on the Cave Crew Radio Network at CaveCrewRadio.com. Uh, if I haven't already, a big shout out to all our, uh, all the people watching and listening uh, in on the show this week. All right. Uh, I alluded to a few things, but um, I do want to go first um, to get everybody's feedback. Uh, unless you've been under a brick somewhere. Uh, we all went through this Tide Pod challenge thing and we we joked about it and we laughed a lot and had some fun with it. Lots of memes and stuff out there. The new fad, uh, guys, is apparently the uh, the condom snorting challenge. Um, imagine uncoiling a condom and stuffing it up one side of your nose and then pulling it out the other nostril and inhaling it until the long piece of latex slides into your throat. Then what? You reach back and pull it out your mouth. Why would someone do that, you ask? <laughs> but we just alluded, Typod, all these other things are doing. Apparently, for the same reason they've dared each other to pour salt in their hands and hold ice until it burns, douse themselves in rubbing alcohol and set themselves on fire, or, like we said earlier, bite into a colorful liquid laundry detergent packet. It's a game called Condom Snorting Challenge, and not like other uh, other dangerous things that dares uh, and sweeps across social media, and teenagers have been doing it for years now. Apparently, this started back in 2010. Um, 
And of course, you see it on YouTube. It started. It started way before that. Why? 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 Well, do tell us, Stu. We were. Well, I can remember people. I never done it myself. I remember people doing <laughs> of that. Of course, the, you didn't. Of course, we the, we, we would never accuse you of that. Wait, you remember <laughs> people inhaling, uh, snorting condoms in the eighties? Well, there was something that, that used to go up your nose and out your throat. I can't remember. I'm well, there was sure it must have been a condom. It was called cocaine. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no I'm, so maybe I'm this sure was big in England it. before social media even, they they were just ahead of their time like everything else. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I'm sure it was no big deal in those days. But it, it's not, uh, it's definitely not a new thing, that's for sure. I, I I just I look at this generation and it just turns serious for for a minor minute here. But number one, who comes up with this shit? And then, you know, I know my kid does a lot of stupid things, but I I just I I, I just can't see him there biting into a, a detergent package or uh, um. I I, I I don't know. I can't wrap my head around this shit. I want to be I, I famous sure, too, but I make I make sure, and, and both me and my wife make sure, and I'm sure you guys do too. You know, we my older son, we just we just say, hey, look, you know, you're not, you know, this stuff is stupid, right? You know, yeah. you know better not to do this this kind of garbage, right? And, and he does. I mean, you know, I I would like to think that we're raising him correctly, and he has at least a little form of common sense to know that this, these things are stupid and you know, him and his yeah. friends are going to be doing that, but we just have to reinforce that, you know, and I'm sure you guys do it. At, at home I well. mean, we do, but, um, but yeah. like back in my day, it's like, you know, don't play on the train tracks. Uh, 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 don't hitchhike. Uh, uh, don't, don't, you know, when the snow's on the ground, don't, don't grab onto a bumper of a bus and slide down the street and all those crazy things that we did. But I never bit into detergent. I never I mean, wanted personally, to... You know, personally, I can't wait and I, I may start it. <clears throat> but I can't wait for the uh, cyanide ingestion challenge Yeah, because that will solve all our problems. Let, let that become a trend. Let natural selection take its, take its course. They can all ingest cyanide and be gone. And then we're left with the smart ones. Yeah. I, I, I guess selective breeding or whatever it is. Guys, I selection. Just let it, just let it happen. Let all these dumb assholes go away. Because, oh, by the way, these are all the ones that are now dictating, uh, you know, you shouldn't own guns and, you know, the First Amendment and the Second Amendment are bad, but I'm going to go snort a condom and chew, and chew a Tide Pod. Yeah. Just just let natural selection happen. So I want to... cyanide and go away. I didn't want to miss this one, though, guys. So I went to our committee, our, our, our marketing committee, and I said, look, enough's enough. Water bucket challenges, uh, eating Tide Pods, uh, everything has passed us by. And obviously, it attracts a lot of attention. So the marketing department, guys, has come up with this little thing for us here. Um, for those of you not watching, we'll explain to you what, it, what is happening on the screen. Uh, we now are going to market 
slippery snort sliders from cave crew radio Uh, various colors various flavors uh you know so not just a dry lubricated or ribbed condom we are now uh going to market flavors and scents uh that, that 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 will that will entice this and and we are going to go full blown we're going to start a kickstarter and um uh we we are going to let this go and 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 then they even came up with this product big b uh mm-hmm. let me pull this one down for the practical joker in the gang or the guy okay. that wants to push it over the edge we are going to have the ghost pepper popper now that's a challenge okay so it is a it is a peppered <coughs> flavored and scented condom and it's either used as a like a maximum dare right. at a party or you know if you want to play a nasty trick on someone everyone's snorting the strawberry and the blueberry and the coca-cola flavored ones and mm-hmm. they're enjoying themselves and having a good time at the party you know the disco lights going around and the strobe light and then they're like well, look old bob he's always trying to show everyone up let's give him the ghost pepper popper i like it you think we're onto something here i i absolutely think it's about time we we jumped on a, a current trend and marketed something right i love it instead of sitting by i was ho- go ahead Stu. i was hoping you was going to give us a, no i was hoping you was going to give us a demonstration of this look I, I am of the generation that i just told you would not do this shit I know, but you've got to try it out just for the sake of the show. That's why we keep you around, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> and if you reach into that envelope that I sent you earlier during the week, the manila envelope <laughs> that says don't open until advised to, you will see a ghost pepper popper inside, and we would like you to, uh, to demonstrate uh, that on Air Force. I absolutely love this idea, and I we need to jump on this as soon as possible. I love I love the idea of being at a party, and everybody's starting the different flavors. Like you said, a Coke, uh, a Coca Cola, a strawberry, a grape, you know, scented because you're snorting them, so they, they're like scented. I, I love that. I love that idea. But then, yeah, things get a little crazy at the party, and be like, Joe, I dare you to do the the the, the ghost pepper scented condom and of course he's gonna you know he's gonna stumble i'm doing it nobody's gonna stop me i love this idea and as long I, as I am because they do we'll make millions off of it well that's what i'm saying and and and, and we you know i'm sure every podcast and every radio show and good morning america everyone's covering this we all cover basically the same shit right but i'm thinking we talk about it and we go Shit, you know, the fidget spinner, the uh, whatever, everything is always passed us by the pet rock. The they're just snorting regular condoms from the drugstore. We need to bring value to this. We, 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 we need obviously they're gonna do it anyway. We're not, we're not, it's not like we're the gateway drug or something. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get in when it's get and get out, yeah, get a Chinese, uh, get a Chinese manufacturer on board. Yes. You know, 
Yes. Get the logo printed on the you know Cave Crew Radio <laughs> challenge. Yes. On the label. Yeah. We're away. Now, now follow me on this one. I, I like where you're going here, Stu. So then I'm imagining we have this special condom. It's like two feet long. Just like, you know, when you go to the burger joint, if you can eat right. the four-pound burger, you get the right. T-shirt and the hat. Yep. Yeah. We'll have like a Cave Crew Radio butt chugger. If if you you get the limited edition plexiglass choo-choo-choo, choo-choo-stew chugging butt chugger. Nice. If you See, can snort now, a two-foot condom. If we do this and we do it well and everybody's, every, you know, all the kids are getting our stuff, we can then dictate the next trend, right? Yes. Because, all right, now we're going to do, you know, we're not going to do condoms. We're going to do... Ingestion of, of cyanide. Well, well, then, see, my previous rant, you know, gets put put to the side because then we don't want to kill our customers. Right. Well, exactly. That yeah, right. it'd be like it'd so, be like you know, Sears Roebuck or Toys R Us. Then right, like right. yeah. So, so the next thing we do is you know something like uh, Q-tips or cotton balls. Something you know, how many Q-tips can you show up your ass challenge? Yes. And it's you know <laughs> Cave Crew Radio Q-tips. Or, or how about like, like you, you know how they used to have that commercial with the owl that would lick the lollipop to get to the licorice? The tootsie roll. Yeah. How many how many times up your ass does it have to rub before you get to the nice warm liquid? There you go. See? See? This is marketing. Somebody I take like notes. This. Somebody take notes on this. I like this. For no more are we going to read a weird news story on the Huffington Post or, 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 or Daily Mirror or wherever we get this shit from. This is what we've been missing the whole time. Right. And I like Stu's idea of getting, getting a Chinese manufacturer because we could get like, a, you know, a thousand condoms for a dollar fifty. Right. So, you know, and we sell them each for five bucks, whatever it is. You That's know, huge so markup. Yeah. A huge markup. We advertise them here on the show instead of like, you know, please donate to the beer fund or if you feel so good, send us a postcard. Uh, never mind that shit anymore. Never mind Patreon. Never mind clickbait. Right. We would have huge margins on on, on what we are sending out to, to, to our consumers as opposed to what we're paying for them to, to you know, be manufacturing. Stu, uh, Stu, I, I think I th- I'm I'm almost positive Stu has an inside track to Chinese manufacturing. He must. So I think he should well, jump on that immediately. I could actually have a word with the guy down the cash and carry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's got a cousin somewhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, I'll be on that on. Uh, it probably won't be till Monday. I can't have a word with. Uh, Mr. Who. Yes. Good old Mr. Who. Wasn't he trying to deliver us food one day? <laughs> no, I don't know. He, he told the whole story about Mr. Who, and we don't want to go back into that again. <laughs> Mr. Who, and, and he'd been there forever, and I don't know, and then his son took over the bit. I, 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 you have to go back and listen for us. But there you I like have this it. idea. I, I uh, like this idea. It it definitely can go somewhere. I, I, I just sat there, Big B, and I'm like, you know, 
Think of how long we've been doing this and all the crazy shit. And we've given them free advertising. You know, we could have done something with the laundry soap. We we, we could have made it better. We could have... We could have done a toque and dine, you know, for the couples out there that wanted to bite into a laundry pod. We could have. That's true. That's right. We could have done snack size ones, couldn't we? Yes. Just like, yeah. Like little, little, like little breath mints when you don't have time to like, you know, chomp on the whole fucking laundry piece. Uh, just yeah. little, little mini. See, but the days of talk boys are over. I, I even even it. if they I, sold I as a we have, novelty, we have to act on these things. We have to act, and we have to act immediately. And I like this idea of getting the Chinese manufacturer to get yes. to, to manufacture eighteen million condoms for seventy five cents, and get and them then, out there fast, make our money, sit back, maybe meet on an island in the Caribbean, and yeah. and, and decipher what our next master plan. Never means never mind sharks with laser beams on their head. Mm. Doctor Evil, we've got this now. Right. Well, that's why I said we. The, once we get a foothold, we can dictate the market. Yes. So we can dictate what the next challenge is going to be. Right. And now the other we, thing we you know, need, the other thing we would need, is a good patent lawyer. Yes. We we, we would need. Well, I don't know if we need a patent lawyer because we're not inventing anything. We're just taking a product and remarketing it. Yeah. I don't know. I like this. We'd have, stuff. we'd have to think about that. But like, you know, the shoelace in the cornea challenge. <laughs> Did you just say shoelace in the cornea? <laughs> the shoelace in the cornea challenge. You know, on the shoelace you have CCR and you can have our little faces yeah. on it. And you know, how far can you get it in? Oh, I can only get it into the second C. Oh, I got it into DK's face. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 sets goals for people. Yeah. yeah, and they could be laced with vodka, couldn't they, as well? Cause sure, you know, know, and there was always that kid in high school, there's always that kid in high school used to put acid in his eye because he got higher quicker. I love the collaboration that's going on. Stu comes up with they could be put, they could be laced with vodka. Shoelaces laced with vodka. Right, or with Visine, so, you know, it instantly... Uh, it, it was uh, that 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 would be like uh, what, what what do they call that wholesome food? Uh, you know. Well, the- well, see, see, that's see, you have you get now you got to have two, right? So you have the, the organic the lace, the, corn- the the organic the shoelace, the cornea challenge, right? Yeah. That that will be that will be soaked in vodka, so it has the CCR in our faces, and how far can you get it in? But while while you're trying to get it in, you get fucked up because it's soaked in vodka. Right. Then you have the shoelace that's soaked in bisine because by the end of the night, you're all fucked up. Your eyes are bloodshot, right? You still got to go home yeah. and face whoever you have to face. You want to make sure that they think you haven't done anything. Right. So then you put the other shoelace in your eye to get that's soaked in, in, in bisine to get the red out. Takes the red out. I love this idea. Oh, this is wonderful. See, I never knew what I was starting here. Everybody thought just, we were just going to talk one, about snorting one condoms. One last thing as well, um, and it's probably cheaper than condoms, the uh, the cock pick. You know, like a toothpick? Yeah. <laughs> See, and, you, and again, you can have your, the CCR on the written down the side of the toothpick or the cock pick and see how far you can get it up the eyeball, up the eye. Oh fuck, Stu! Come on. Uh, right. Remember, right we got to sleep after this show. But but that's that's another. That, see, 
see now you now you're Cupcakes. marketing that to the you're marketing that to those to those you know party guys that are the macho. I can do anything. I'm a party guy. Rah, 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 rah. So you get a pack of 25 toothpicks that are CCR you know packaged, and you know each one has got the little again the little CCR written on it with yeah. our little faces on it. How far up can you get into your dick hole? Everything you know? is branded, and, and how many can you fit in your dick? And then well, we're going to be many as well. You know, there's limitless possibilities. And then I love this. It's it's like pickup sticks or kerplunk. I mean, that this is excellent. All kids around the world, be look, I got ten toothpicks up my dick. Exactly. How I was thinking kerplunk myself. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Enough's enough. Oh. We'll report back on this, but folks. Again, you can always donate to the beer fund. We'll let you in on the ground level. We'll cut you in for 0.001.1%. Last week, last week, we were uh, blessed by Stu, who, as as you know, has a show called uh, The Podcast Factor, where he reviews podcasts, and and we got a little bit of his, his overflow. He found a show by John Brownstone called uh, Masturbation Monday. And the guy was reading us a story and blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get into it. Go back and listen to uh, episode 18, I believe it was. And um, anyway, Big B on the show, you were telling us something. Now, elaborate a little bit and then I'll carry on. So, so again, we, we were listening to the show on uh for Stu's podcast factor. And the basis of the show is that he would read uh, erotica, right? He would read erotica books or whatever, um, but he did it very badly. He was very monotone, very lispy. And, you know, if you wanted the opposite of, you know, getting excited, that was it. You know, if you wanted to go to sleep, listen to this dude read porn. It was the fucking worst. But that reminded me, uh, I years ago I I heard on the, on the, you know another radio show, uh, it was something called eight track porn, and it was porn from the seventies, but it was audio drama porn, and it was these actors that would uh, act out various porn scenes like the delivery boy or whatever, and there were sound effects added where you know if if some chick was blowing some dude you know, you'd hear the slurping sound and all this stuff and and it was very bad i remember that the girls uh, or the one girl that that was acting would you know be very very filthy vocally but she did it very poorly but it was so bad it was good you, yes. you know what i mean like yes. you, you have to continually listen to it so i i mentioned that last week and dk went out and searched it out on his own I went out and I, 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 I have to admit on my end, folks, um, I did not believe it. Uh, I'm thinking, come on, uh, maybe an audio play. There might be a podcast out there now. I mean, people create all kinds of things. Let me find the picture here. Lo and behold, Big B was correct. There was actually, I don't know, a company or, or whatever that was putting out these A-track, I don't know, what do you, uh, pornos. It was audio porn. On, but they were literally on eight-track tapes. Right. So so they, <laughs> I didn't even know you could record on eight-track tapes, but I mean, obviously they got the music on there somewhere, but 
you know, you and I were talking about cassette tapes before we came on air, but this is real. So we have a clip uh, of this, and, and we may play more in the future. This one is called Fornicating Female Freaks. I'm not sure if it's from the 60s or the 70s, but it's sometime around that. And it is an audio drama porno from an A-track tape. Here's about a two-minute clip, folks. Slide your ass on this stool and stop for a minute. What's the matter with you? You look like hell. Did you run into a fucking ghost? Paul, give us a couple of martinis. Make them doubles. Okay, come on. But I think she should lighten up a bit. Oh, Raina, thank God you're here. What's the matter? Oh, that damn husband of mine. I don't even get a chance to see him anymore since they made him vice president of that stupid company. The thing I can't even understand is, you know, in college, he was such a swinger. Now all he thinks about is that goddamn job of his. He doesn't even look at me. In fact, Raina, he... Turn the shower on, but don't get in, you bitch. I'll be right back. What's that? My husband's straight razor. Get your ass up on that stool and spread your legs. Oh. I'm going to shave your pussy. Oh, Wayne, you can't do that. My husband, what would, he, what would he say? Oh, fuck the cocksucker. I've been waiting to get a good look at that twat of yours ever since you first stripped. Oh. When I nibble oh. that love butt of yours again, I don't want any damn hair in my teeth. Sit back and let me spread the shaving cream on you, oh. bitch. How's that, honey? No, it tickles. Stop! Wiggling your pussy around while I'm oh. shaving you, you dumbass cunt. I want to suck your cum, not your blood. What do you think I am, a fucking vampire? <laughs> oh, no. Be still and let me finish. Stop playing with my tits, you hot-ass bitch. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Now, I'll kiss those hot little titheads of yours. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Don't you ever get enough? Your nipples are as hard as a rock, and that damn hot gun of yours is standing up storm signals again. Stand up and take a look at yourself in the mirror. I'll go get you a toy to play with while I take my shower. This is real, folks. This is, uh, once again... Uh, fornicating female freaks. Now, now, if you listen to uh, a number of these, like not only this one with the lesbian, but if you know there's you know guy on girl and whatnot, or group sex, whatever it is, the main girl you just heard in that one, you'll hear in every one. She's like one of the, I guess, the main actors in these uh, in these uh, porns, these Ooh, audio the, porns. The, 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 it, it's so she gets so. Like the way she says, you know, the way she uses curse words and, and pussy and cunt and all that, it's so badly acted. It's so, it, it makes it good. I honestly, I, I, it's not that I don't believe because I'm not shocked by anything. I mean, we've all seen, you know, the old pornos that were made on those cameras, those movies that were on, you know, you had to feed the film through and whatever it was, Super 8 or. You know, we've all seen that. We've seen it on VC. I just, I never thought anyone would have thought of that. 
Because, you know, back in the day of old-time radio, this would have been huge taboo. Right? Well, well, remember, any, and this goes all the way back, any new medium of entertainment always goes through porn. Right? So porn determines a lot of times what wins out. Between VHS and beta, there was a lot of, you know, VHS porn, the porn industry embraced VHS and VHS won out over beta. Uh, between, um, you know, Blu-ray or HD DVD, the porn industry embraced Blu-ray. Um, and the same thing, you know, moving from film to video, the, the porn industry moved over to video and it, you know, killed, you know, the, you, you're not going to go to a theater and watch a fucking porn movie, anymore, right? Any new medium of entertainment, the porn industry em- will embrace and, and use as their own. So I'm not surprised that 8-Track, the medium of 8-Track porn embraced and did something creative with it. It's extremely funny. But back then when it probably came out, it was a, it was probably a huge taboo thing. Um, but And it was, it was probably very cutting edge at the time as well, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Very cutting edge at the time. And you imagine these guys coming out of these uh, XXX shops, you know, with this brown paper bag with their uh, eight tracks in it. You know, right. can't wait to get home and listen. And like, I, I'm and wondering now. now I, not, not I, work it, with, I work with people that do uh, this um, virtual reality porn. You know, this is it Oculus Rift or something, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Some kind of virtual headset and all that. But right. they have porn on them now. That's crazy. So you're... You're getting like a virtual blowjob. But yeah, uh, a guy yeah. at work that does it. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not surprised. You know, porn <clears throat> embraces new technology unlike any other industry out there. And yeah. this is just being. You but know, can not- you imagine if you're wearing you're wearing the headset? Yeah, you're wearing this headset. You've got nothing on. You're standing there in your in your front room or whatever, and you've got mm-hmm. your headphones on, your eye thing, and then and your wife walks in with her mum and dad or something. Because <laughs> you didn't hear know what's happening. Up. They won't even. Why is he smiling? Oh, he's watching a, a John Candy rerun. <laughs> right, right. Uh, honest to God, though, like I, I like to think of myself not just in porn, but I mean as a pretty educated person. And I would have thought at some point in my life, I, I would have seen it somewhere. And I, I honest to God, did not believe that these eight tracks uh, existed. And folks. We'll bring you another one next week. <laughs> it's just you, you beautiful. Gotta bring, you got to bring one where action happens. Like this was just like, you know, the precursor to the yeah. actual sex. Next week, you got to grab a clip of this chick sucking this dude's dick and then, you know, getting fucked because the audio involved is hilarious. <laughs> we... We need to have the eight track audio porn hour included on the Cave Crew Radio Network, like at midnight on Fridays or something. Right, right, right. Where we can air like a whole whatever it is for. I didn't even see how long the 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 thing was, but <laughs> yeah, because you you remember it's on audio, right? So they can't just they can't just let sex sounds happen like right. moaning and whatnot they but what they did was go over the top with describing everything right so they're describing everything in in a you know a very uh very 
sexual way, very vulgar sexual way. Not that I'm offended by it. I'm not. Uh, but they went over the top with it, and that's what makes it so crazy. Which you have to do, yeah. like in any audio presentation, right? So, like, I mean, if we were doing H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds or whatever, you, you 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 can't show any sort of visual. It's it's all your mm-hmm. and and that's what radio theater. And you guys know we're doing this bowling alley karaoke, and you know it's a it's a lot of fun. But I mean, you have to get those sound effects in there, and and I'm kind of learning and growing as I go with it. And 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 <laughs> I just I just can't imagine people have these somewhere in their basements. I'd like to know. On going back to this karaoke, um, bowling alley karaoke, does our have any sex scenes coming up? I, I, we what? are strongly considering it after what we've, because what we what we are we're trying to captivate and we're trying to be comedic in 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 a real slapstick Three Stooges Abbott and Costello kind of way, but we're trying to capture like the shadow, and 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 mystery theater and 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 what have you you know Dick Tracy whatever it may be. And now that we know that this exists, this may open up a whole new doorway uh, for season two. Uh, perhaps Al will karaoke inside a brothel in Nevada. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we are open to suggestions of what song he should sing on that particular episode. Um, I'm too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. Nothing like a little right said, Fred. All right, listen, the, 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 uh, the um, what do you call it? The, the time is going by us by quick here. We never know what's going to take us and what's not. Um, let's go into some news. And, and I got sports news this week. That's not the one I wanted. Uh, two stories this week. Uh, last week we were talking about cricket and curling and all, you know, really what we consider really boring sports polo. And uh, there's a great big golf tournament going on right now. And I, I'm quite sure neither of the three of us watch it called the Masters. Uh, it is the biggest. It's like the Super Bowl, it's like the Stanley Cup, the World Series. The NCAA Final Four Masters Golf Tournament is going on right now. Well, there's apparently um, there's apparently some things you can't say. Uh, it'll get you kicked out of the Masters, and I need to play this Budweiser commercial for you. And and no, they're not our uh, our uh, sponsor, but to kind of drive home this story, uh, listen to this Bud Light commercial. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. 
<laughs> so that's a, a Bud Light commercial that was very popular. I think they played it during the Super Bowl, and and uh, everyone was doing dilly dilly. I you know I got a couple pictures here. Here's a uh, a guy at a Seahawk game, uh, dilly dilly, dilly dilly. Um, anyway, apparently, uh, if you were to yell out uh, dilly dilly at the uh, at the Masters, you will be immediately removed. So let me explain something to you. Again, I am not a golfer. I'm not a big golf fan or anything. But the unwritten rule of golf is, you know, when a guy stands there and he's getting ready to shoot, nobody says a word. Nobody speaks. Once he hits the ball, and watch this on television next time you're bored, folks, and and NASCAR's on and there's a bunch of guys turning left. Turn on golf instead. Um. Once the ball gets hit, everyone claps and cheers and cheers. So, you know, I guess it's such a, do I want to say etiquette, that if you go out and do any cursing or yelling or any of that, you're going to get thrown out. But they have specifically included dilly dilly as something that's going to get you removed. They obviously haven't been to a UFC fight or a hockey game or a a soccer game in the UK. Dilly dilly. (laughs) See, I I never, I I don't watch golf. I don't like golf. Golf is stupid. No, it's terrible. It's the most frustrating sport in the world. I never understood why you have to be quiet when a guy's lining up to hit a stationary ball. It's not moving. Nobody's doing anything to it. It's sitting there. And comedians have done countless hours on this. But, you know, it holds true. Why do you have to be quiet for a guy to hit a stationary ball when Major League Baseball, people are throwing 105 miles an hour from 60 feet away from you, and the crowd is screaming? You think you would need more concentration on a guy throwing 105 miles an hour 60 feet away from you than you would a ball stationary right below you. Yes, or or when the quarterback is getting ready to snap a ball in the opposing team's uh, stadium, the crowd is, there's no penalty. There's no penalty. The crowd is going nuts. The quarterback's ready to snap the ball. There's a 300-pound steroid monster four feet away from you ready to take your head off, and the crowd's going nuts. (laughs) You would think maybe you want some silence then. Tennis is the same way. Yeah, I'm going to throw the ball up, and I'm going to hit it. Shh. Everybody yeah. be quiet. I don't want any sound when I throw the ball up to myself and hit it. What the fuck goes on? It's true. And then you watch a tennis game. I've never seen a more quiet. I think golf is louder than tennis. And all you, I, 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 I used to joke about this. I think I've talked about it on the show. I would lie on the couch during Wimbledon, close my eyes with a nice spring breeze coming in and, 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 and listen to a woman's tennis match. You want to talk about audio porn. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. Ooh. And, it amazes, you know, and, and I don't mind tennis as much. I don't get why you have to be fucking quiet. Yeah. But I'll watch a tennis match. And I've played tennis before. I've, I've, you know, I've started getting into tennis and playing it. It's actually pretty cool to play. I don't need silence though. Like, you know, I'm playing in a park where fucking cars are beating around me and people four feet away from me are playing their own tennis match, yelling at each other. 
Yeah, I'm hitting the ball. I don't care. Yeah. Well, there's fucking somebody in the U.S. Open over at fucking, you know, Flushing Meadow needs silence. A professional needs silence to fucking throw the ball up and hit it to themselves. And, and let me give you an example because, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a hockey guy, right? Right. Um, previous, we, we, we played in the championship and we won and, and we talked about that already, but... I remember before the game, we're, we're sending emails. We're, we're, we're speaking to the team. Tell you, tell your grandparents, your uncles, your aunts, uh, uh, people that have never been here before, your paper boy, your mailman, have them come to the arena, make signs. I remember my wife was, was coloring Bristol board signs and, and they were all up and, 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 and we thrived on the noise. We, we right. thrived on, uh, on the hysteria. What a difference between two sports. Yeah, and, and the, the biggest thing I don't get is when you're if you're watching golf and if you're watching golf, please shoot yourself because yeah. there's nothing more boring in life than watching golf. <laughs> well, NASCAR is pretty golf, shitty too. If you're watching golf and you're listening to the announcers, the announcers are 82 miles away in a fucking truck somewhere. Yes. Where the like golfer this. can't hear them. Yeah. But they're going to Yes, we're on national. We're on national TV, and we are the play-by-play guys. But even we have to whisper right now. This is a very crucial shot. He's but bending. I, I think the same in snooker, don't I? I, I don't know. Do they in pool the same rules? But in, at least in pool, they're in the same room. At least they're in the same fucking room. In golf, they're like they're yeah. literally in a truck somewhere, miles away. Yeah, they're on forty-second and fifth over by Highway Nine. Okay, right. Right. And they show, they show you this picture of the sky once once they've taken the shot. And you're looking at this picture of the sky trying to find the ball. Yeah, because the fucking cameraman can't it. figure it out. Because the ball is the size of a dime. So when he hits it, like, you know, 500 yards away, the cameraman can't fucking see it. He's fucking trying to, he's just assuming, I'm guessing it's going that way. Or, or, or do you ever notice in golf too, again, not that I watch it. I know I'm sounding like Stu, but I mean, I've seen it the odd time. They're all standing back while the person shoots. And then as soon as the golfer walks, it's, it's like Moses is clearing the Red Sea. That's right. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, I used to do a bit of golf caddying in my teen years. Not in my day. <laughs> no. <laughs> I live right right beside a golf course, so me and my mate would would go up to the to the first tee off, and uh, we'd just say, "Can we caddy for you?" So we'd carry their clubs around, and if they didn't let us carry it, if they because obviously we wanted money out of it, so what we'd do we'd we'd just go up to wherever they were shooting the ball, and because it's out of sight a lot of the time, we would just steal their balls. <clears throat> and then what we would do, we would take a bag with us. So by the end of the sort of like 18 holes, we'd have several balls, go to the shop and sell the balls back. <laughs> you never done that. <laughs> we'd sell Stu, the balls you are the, the head of marketing. You are the head of marketing for our snorting condoms. Great. Yeah, you're you're in charge. You you are a, you're an expert marketer. Uh, you, yeah, that, so we great. would. No, we would do that. We would, uh, you know, go through the bushes and stuff like that, getting all the balls out and at the side of the lake. Yeah, we was uh, quite entrepreneurial. And, you know, listen, I imagine in the clubhouse they're selling those balls for $42 a dozen, and here you guys are, 18 for 5 bucks. 
clean them all up uh, just like new. Yeah. And then and then later on, even when I got a dog, then I found my dog would steal them anyway. I said, give me the ball and I'd chase her away and then put that in my pocket. <laughs> Listen to Stu. He, see, he's ahead of his time. He's ahead of his he time. Here's the next he, one. Hang no, on. I, no I, matter, no, before we go to the next one, I just want to comment on Stu. No matter what topic we bring up, this is why I say Stu is the most interesting man in the world. By no matter far. what topic we bring up, he has a story. With he has a story. story that, He's that lived it somehow. Remotely somehow <laughs> entwines into the into the internal universe of Cave Crew Radio. That's right. He lives in the black hole of knowledge that is Cape Cod Radio. He is the one who is truly from parts unknown. So we anyway, are the luckiest show ever. Yes, to have gotten Stu. Yes, it, it was a. You know, we complain that we don't have this and we don't get that, and these people overlook us. And this group, if they only knew. The wealth we found when we opened up the never-ending story that was our email. Right. And discovered a man, a message in a bottle, halfway (laughs) across the planet. (laughs) The greatest thing we've ever done as a show is find Juju Stu. And he still calls himself a junior intern. So anyway, I thought this was funny while we're on the subject of of, of golf. There's this guy, Tony Fennell, Fennio. I don't know if I'm saying it right. This guy is a 27-year-old, and he, it was his first Masters tournament ever. He managed to hit a, a hole-in-one on a par three. Now, what a hole-in-one, folks, is it's a one-shot. So... Again, as much as we're making fun about this game, imagine this. You're probably 225, 240 yards away in a a par three. A little golf ball hits it in one shot, goes in the hole. I got to admit that that's a pretty either lucky or skilled shot. Well, it's lucky. It's a a hell of a lot of luck, isn't it? But you've got to get it in the right. I mean, if you've ever seen me hit a golf ball, it goes the wrong way. Now, if there was an award... More luck than judgment. If there there was an award for hitting a tree or finding water, I'd be an expert. But anyway, so listen. This guy shoots the ball, goes in, par three, hole in one. Once the guy's done swinging, the crowd erupts. They're going crazy. He starts celebrating and runs off towards the hole and dislocates his ankle. (laughs) If there's any sport, you would figure you would not get hurt at. (laughs) Right. It's golf. (laughs) So I'm imagining, I'm reading this story, and this is why I included it. I'm imagine this guy, his parents have sheltered him for life. Pick a sport where you're not going to have any physical body contact, no chance of losing a tooth, no chance of a broken bone. Makes this beautiful shot. In the hole. Starts running, jumping for joy, thrill of his life. Steps on a fucking groundhog hole or something. And dislocates his fucking ankle in the biggest tournament of the world. <laughs> that that so reminds I, had to be fair on the next hole. 
Did he I guess he popped it back in. I, I don't know what's... Uh, these stories never tell us the end of the story. We have to... That's the fun of, of radio and podcasting, right? We have to fill in the blanks. That that reminds me of a story from the NFL, and you could you could Google it. Um, there was a, a a kicker. Now you follow the NFL, you know place kickers, right? Yes, the, yeah. The field goals and whatnot. Uh, there was a kicker on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, named Martin Gramatica. All this is a kicker. He's known for kicking field goals. Well, he kicked a field goal, I guess, to win a game or whatever it was, and he was celebrating like there was no tomorrow. He wound up tearing his ACL during the celebration in his knee and never kicked again. <laughs> his career was over. <laughs> his career was over because he was celebrating that he kicked a field goal. It's like those famous Vince Lombardi speeches and stuff when the coaches actually do know what they're talking about, right? Mm. Savor this moment, boys. Right. Savor this moment because it may be the last. <laughs> Yeah. It's like when Joe Theismann, I'll never forget on Monday Night Football, there used to be a guy called Howard Cosell. Oh, Howard Cosell was great. And Joe Theismann's knee went in the absolute opposite direction. I can still see it in my brain right now. He's, oh, my goodness, he's really betted on this one. (laughs) Uh, Lawrence Taylor just lined him up, what we were talking about before, with the crowd noise and all that. And a 300-pound, like I brought up, 300-pound steroid monster on the other side waiting to kill you. That was Lawrence Taylor to Joe Theismann. Lawrence Taylor destroyed Joe Theismann. His knee, like you said, went in the opposite direction. His shin bone shot out of his leg and was sticking out. And this was actually, you know, they they talk about, you know, what kind of violence and swearing and sex or whatever they could show on TV on those days. You'd never get anything worse than a Jason movie. This right. was disgusting. And they kept showing it and over showing and it. Over again. <laughs> and, and yeah, Joe Theismann was done. That's the same thing. You know, you talk about professional wrestling. Remember, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you've, you've had to have seen it. The Sid Vicious injury when he jumped off the top rope and he landed one way, his leg went the other way. Yeah. At the knee. I mean, his oh. knee just, his leg just went zip that way. It was nasty. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> and I was not a fan of, of, of Chris Benoit, right? Uh, apparently neither was his wife or kid. Well, <laughs> I guess it's far enough away we can joke about it. Sure. But he used to do this thing where he'd stand on the top rope and he would literally smash his forehead. Yes. And I'm sure he was missing the guy. Right. In, in into the ring. And, and you know, yes, yeah, they're acrobats, they're, they're showmen, they, they they do the whole thing. And you wonder why he went nuts. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's what people do to their bodies is 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 amazing. Or like, you know, <clears throat> there's those flying Walendas. We're running out of time here, but you know, they never fall. They don't use nets. They don't use protectors. They'll walk across buildings and shit like, until like just last year, one of them fell. Right. It's going to happen. Well, one thing I want to know, like speaking of football and, and, and um, injuries, the big thing is CTE, right? It's, it's brain. In, it's a brain injury over time. Um, 
deteriorates your sanity almost. And a lot of players diagnosed with CTE postmortem right. have committed suicide. Um, I think Chris Ben. Well, Chris Benoit was more of a, a steroid rage, um, but I think he he had CTE as well. I think uh, Aaron Hernandez is another one that killed himself in jail after yeah. killing somebody else. Why is it that we never heard of CTE from any of the players in the forties, fifties, sixties when they really didn't have helmets? Yeah, I know. It was just like a piece of leather on their head, and they gonna... smash into each other. None of them ever had CTE. They lived to 90 and died of natural causes. I'm going to answer that for you. And I think I can anyway, because I remember back in the day when I played competitive hockey, we never wore face masks. Uh, the equipment was, was much more slight. It was a rough game, but the uh, the slashes, the, the hits from behind, the high sticking, it, it was never around, be it a code of honor or whatever it is. As soon as they brought the face masks into the into hockey, is when all this head shit started. Mm. I mean, goalies used to wear no masks, right? Yeah. The, I don't know if it was some form of a, of a of a code of honor or what it was, but as soon as you bring in more uh, equipment, it seems things escalate more violently. So what, so what you're saying, and I and, and I can see what I can see your point. So what you're saying is, the more safety equipment you bring in, the more players feel that they can take more liberties or risks. Yes, because and, they and, think and they're the, more protected. And perhaps Whereas the guys and, in the '50s and '60s, when they had almost no equipment, kind of like we're like, all right, look, I know we're we're on opposite sides. But I don't want to fucking fuck you up. Right, like like you. like you uh, saying that would come from England, Queensberry rules, which right, is right, right. no right. hitting yeah. below the belt type of thing. Right, right. That's I'm 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 just surmising. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a sports psychologist by any means. And it makes on it makes perfect sense though. It but really I did does, notice because, because you've never heard of somebody like you know like Dick but Dick Butkus is fine. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know, he took more hits without barely wearing any equipment in the head than, you know, anybody. But he's fine. But, you know, but maybe it was, more, it was more sportsmanship in those days. It's well, sportsmanship, sportsmanship rather than. And I mean, listen, it was no less competitive. But right. yeah, like, I, I, I almost think there was a mindset or a rule or, or something. Again, I'm speaking without actually really knowing the correct answer, but. All right, I'm lining up against Big B, and I know he doesn't have a helmet on, so I'm going to throw a vicious shoulder to shoulder at him. Right. Yeah, it's an it's like an but I definitely wouldn't go near rule that you know. Hey, look, neither one of us are wearing helmets. I'm not going to fucking headbutt you. We have shoulder bands. I go shoulder to shoulder, and that's it. But you're right. As the equipment gets bigger, better, and I see what you're saying. The 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 equipment gets better and more protective, you feel that you can take more liberties. Right. And like, like you were saying about hockey, the goalies never wore a mask. I don't ever remember reading of a goalie getting hit in the head with a puck and dying. But yet you'll, you'll hear stories all the time of like guys getting lacerated by, by, by skates and you know, their necks and shit like that. Now it's, it's like, how did that never happen? But I mean, I don't really 
authentically have the answer for you. This is just me surmising that somehow there must have been some unwritten law. Yeah, and and I think there was. That, you know, I, I think you're a hundred percent correct that 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 was, it was just kind of a gentleman's understanding. I'm not here to take you out. We both are making a living off this sport, whether it be football, but you know, hockey, whatever it is. You know, we're both making a living. We both have families to go home to later on. I'm not going to take you out that way, yeah. and you're not going to take me out that way. So it's probably and it just probably never even crossed their minds to do that, though. It never crossed their minds. It, it was just inbred the in them. Something. Probably, yeah. 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 No, no, I agree. I, I totally agree. But look, guys, we're, we're, we're at that point. Um, and, and I want to give you each a, a real quick moment to uh, talk about what you have coming up uh, in the next week. Uh, let's go over to Stu this time first. Uh, Stu, what's coming up on, on your other show? On my other show, I have got a selection of clips. Um, I don't really want to reveal at this stage, to be honest. I've, well, we I've don't got need details. We're just, eh? We don't need details. Just give a little teaser. No, I've got I've got three really good clips coming up, uh, possibly a fourth, and I've also got um, a little saucy one at the end uh, that I'm I've been throwing in, whether it be something from. Alex Cardinelli or that porn reading man, the erotica. But I've got something saucy at the end of as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. They're, I think they're getting better and better and more and more people are listening. At first, and, it was just my know, mother listening. So I, uh, I have to admit, Stu, that uh, I, I do listen to your show, and I think it's a great show. I, I love hearing tidbits of other podcasts and stuff. But in, twice in one week, I had to listen to John Brownstone. <laughs> Big B, what's going up at your end of the... <laughs> uh, so, yes, every Tuesday night, uh, live at 9 p.m. Eastern, is Metal Thunder Radio. You can hear that right here on capefruitradio.com. Uh, we are replayed every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on milehighradio.com as well as every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on 1027 WSNR. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, join us live. Join us in the chat room. Stu is in there sometimes. Uh, we have some fun. We drink a lot. We have a lot of fun. Uh, it's like what we do here, but more drunk and more music. And, and, and uh, no peach brandy shall be consumed. No peach brandy. Uh, we drink, uh, uh, we drink uh, Woodford Reserve whiskey. Uh, every Tuesday night. And over here at my camp, uh, we have a little show called uh, Distraction Point. We missed you this week. It was my fault. Um, I broke out in a 104-degree fever and uh, was unable to attend. But we uh, we have a nice little variety show called Distraction Point, which airs uh, normally on Sundays. But Al and I are working on a Saturday release this week uh, because, of course, it is WrestleMania weekend. And uh, we also do a little uh, a little program talking about audio dramas called Bowling LA Karaoke, which you will hear all the voices that you've heard here tonight and many more special guests. Uh, Bowling LA Karaoke and Distraction Point right here on Cave Crew Radio. All right. Now is the time when we name the show. I'm going to go to myself first because I always seem to go to someone else and feel free to holla holla 
out there in the two chats. I'll keep an eye on both. Um, I wrote down, obviously, uh, shoelace in the cornea challenge. And then I also wrote down, uh, after Stu began to chat, golf caddy prostitutes. Those are my two. Um, over to Big B. Uh, I only have one. Uh, going back to the very beginning of the show when we were talking about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather and uh, Big Bubba in jail, I said it it would be a shanking or a shagging. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Hang on, folks. I do have to write. We don't have a huge staff tonight. Um, over to Choo Choo Stew. Oh, I just showed your uh, story. I mean, over to Choo Choo Stew in London, England. Well, I have only come up with one, and my one is uh, pissing at the cash point. Oh, yeah, there was that one too. We should keep a bank of show names for. Uh... <laughs> All right, folks, we're throwing it out right now. We have uh, <coughs> four. Shoelace in the cornea. Sorry. Shoelace in the eye. No. Fuck. <laughs> Shoelace in the cornea challenge. Pissing at the cash bank. Golf caddy prostitutes. And shanking or shitting, did you say? A shanking Shacking. or a shagging. Shagging. Shagging a, so, a British term for fucking. Yes, okay. A shanking or a shagging. I have to admit there is a... Oh, man, they're all good this week. A shanking or a shagging, I will vote for. Uh, Stu, vote for your own or... I'm going to vote for shanking or shagging. That's got two now. Uh, Big B, do you wish to vote for your own, or did another one catch your uh, eye? It looks like... I will stick with my own this week. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Uh, three awesome runner-ups of... Uh, of um, three really good points of the show that were a lot of fun. And please do... Uh, I should put this up on the, on the video before we leave. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please share the video. It helps us out. Get the word out. The name of the show is A Shanking or a Shagging. All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we peace out? Uh, I will say that uh, I drank almost half a bottle of peach whiskey tonight. Well, you're right in tonight that alone, noise. I drank almost a half a bottle. So we're going to, yeah, that record is going to get shattered, folks. By Big B, all by himself. Until next time, folks, this is uh, Cave Crew Radio for Choo Choo Stew in London, England, for Big B in Queens, New York, and for myself, DK, hailing now from parts unknown. We are your hosts of Cave Crew Radio, and we will see you next week. Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! <laughs>